Welcome back everyone to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. My um, my colleague Amanda and I, if you are new here, we host a new wellness guest and we release new episodes every Sunday. So be sure to like, subscribe, follow so that way you don't miss out on any new episodes. Last week we hosted Ryan Allen. He's also known on his different social media platforms as the preschool therapist. We covered many things related to parenting and mental health and preschool age children. Um, the, oh, this week, Amanda is not able to be with us. You don't see her on your screen um, because she is not feeling well. So I myself will be hosting and welcoming Lauren. Is it Kreidler? Lauren? I wanted to make sure I said it right. So we're gonna have a conversation today, her and I, about just different delivery methods for treatment, um, spe therapy specifically, talking about breaking the stigma and different ways we can break that stigma and get other people you know, into therapy when they need it and all of the things about therapy and different methods that Lauren herself has engaged in. And so, Lauren, welcome. It's just you and I, but you've met, kind of met both of us, even on, on TikTok. It's another friend from TikTok. So <laughs> welcome. I can't speak for Amanda ever, but I know that we were both very happy and excited that you could join us. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, so we always ask everybody, if you don't mind, just to give like a, a little introduction, any background you want to share, just anything about yourself for our community, and, and also why you chose the topic. Lauren Kreidler, I am a college student majoring in broadcast meteorology, so the weather I'm very passionate about as well as mental health. Uh, I, um, I'm known on TikTok as Weather with Lauren, and that's where I produce most of my, my weather and my mental health content on there, so uh, yeah. Yeah, so tell me, um, what led you, because everybody's, you know, this is a wellness podcast and we tell everybody, you know, you don't obviously ever have to share anything that you don't want to share, but you are obviously very passionate about this topic. So can you share with us what, you know, you're like, I'm passionate by weather, like about weather, and then there's a mental health aspect to you, which led you to pick this topic. So do you mind sharing a little bit about this topic and what it means to you? So I, my goal with my content is to bring more of the client perspective to mental health because, you know, we see a lot of mental health professionals put out content and that's awesome, but I want to have it from the, con the, um, the client perspective as well and just to help break that stigma. And I feel like going into meteorology, especially broadcast meteorology, you see these people on TV and there's a lot of uh, just assumptions that they have their life together and, you know, they're dressed so nicely and, you know, um, you know, but they're people too. They're, they're people, they're humans. And I hope to, when I'm a meteorologist on TV one day, I really want to bring the mental health aspect into that as well to just break that stigma and let everyone know that it's okay not to be okay all the time. Yes. So you obviously, and again, you don't have to share anything, but our, must, our community will assume that you are, you know, in therapy yourself and are you are a consumer of services making it you know very close to your heart as well diagnosed with anxiety a generalized anxiety disorder a couple years ago um and when i was diagnosed with that i never felt more alone like it was like i felt like it just felt like i mean i didn't feel myself like i thought you know i was like where did i go so wrong to feel this way 
And it wasn't until I started seeing Kelly, my therapist, who was absolutely amazing, that I realized, you know, it's okay to feel this way. And there's different ways to feel better. And, you know, anxiety is a very normal thing. So, you know, I like, I mean, personally in my family, you know, it's not talked about enough. And I hope to break that stigma by talking about it more and letting people know that it is okay. Yes, absolutely. So how, what did your, your therapy, like, is it something that you came to a place that you were like, you know, I think it would be helpful for me. Like I heard you saying, like, were you already feeling alone in those things that you were struggling with? And then you were like, maybe it would be helpful to, to reach out to somebody. For me, I was getting, having a lot of panic attacks. I was having these very physical debilitating symptoms or even driving just felt like, oh my God, this is so scary. I'm going to die. Um, and that was a very scary feeling because I mean, I was 20 when I was diagnosed with anxiety. My friends are, you know, living their, these, what, so, you know, with social media, it seems like everyone's just living their best life. So it's all these highlight reels and, you know, you just see everyone thriving and you're like, oh my God. So, you know, I did want to seek help because I'm like, how could I improve myself and, you know, get to a point where I'm not feeling like this. And therapy has been life-changing for that reason for me. And I'm just so grateful that I found Kelly um, because it's, it's been so helpful for me as a person. And, you know, I feel like I've grown so much in just a couple of years um, since being diagnosed. And I've always been an anxious person. And, like, I'm learning that, like, <laughs> recently. But, like, you know, it just, like, more recently, um, you know, just, like, I've always been an anxious person. But it's interesting, like, discovering, like, the past and, like, how you can heal in the future. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, like, okay, this isn't it's hard. Like I say, we, we do that a lot of the comparing on social media. And then it's like, it's so, it's so easy if we don't have this outside perspective, whether it's from a therapist or, you know, friends and family are not therapists. You know, we say that all the time, but having that, that external perspective can help me step outside of my own and be like, okay, I'm comparing myself to very unrealistic things. And that that comparison to other people and what we think and the, the way that we think they're living their life and comparing ours to that can be very, very heavy. And I think that's why I like we Amanda and I both we talk about this all the time about TikTok, you know, there's definitely, you know, it's very personalized to you as you spend more time on the app. But I think it's definitely a really good platform to help people put out real, authentic content so um at the end I was going to ask you where you can be found so I can I heard you say so weather with Lauren so you don't mind sharing that okay very cool where are you at in your um your schooling I haven't got to like talk with you about that the meteorology one more year left um and then I'll officially be a meteorologist which is exciting so I'm like right like you know I can see the finish line um but I have some classes to go <laughs> one year that's amazing I was I'm, I want to say congrats because you've already done so much work so mm. uh, my favorite one of my favorite meteorologists Ginger Z she's the chief meteorologist for Good Morning America and she's been a fantastic mentor but she really talks about her mental health and she has a couple of books that she's written one's actually coming out in I believe October um, where she talks about mental health and she relates it to the weather. And it's just so fascinating just, you know, hearing what she has to say about like, you know, like clouds don't last forever. Like they can't, they won't. 
atmosphere in life. Like, um, so it's just, it's definitely cool. And like, I just hope to have that impact like she has on me, um, talking about mental health and, you know, really breaking that stigma where, you know, these people you see on TV aren't like picture perfect, you know, <laughs> they, everybody. Yes. And we, we can, you know, we have control to, you know, for a portion of things we can control how we show up. And sometimes it doesn't feel authentic, but I feel like I have to show up in the world this way. And it's very, it's vulnerable. It's so vulnerable to, to show and to be open about these things, which it's vulnerable because it is so stigmatized and it's something that is not talked about. And I'm like, it's 2021. Like people will talk about a heart condition or, you know, asthma, like all of these other organ, you know, functioning things, but then it comes to the brain and it's like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> like, like, I didn't tell my own family that I was in therapy until it made national news. My one of my TikToks went viral and it made national news and like I had to tell them because I was scared of them finding out that way. So I mean, it was a very interesting way to like tell my parents I'm in therapy. But like, like that's, I mean, it goes to show things are like you can't just like you know it's not like you should be able to be like oh I'm going to you know look at my foot my foot hurts like I'm gonna get it fixed whatever that kind of stuff but like but it's not like that unfortunately so I'm hoping like my generation the upcoming generations really you know normalize it to a point where it is normal and it's not something that's so taboo to talk about Absolutely. And you'll have to let me know the title of this book of 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 hers the because my brain, I, well, maybe all therapists, but I can't speak for all therapists and just myself. We love a good like metaphor analogy and different things to compare things to because it helps it. It's like, it makes it make sense exactly. for, for my brain. It's like, it can sound so big or it doesn't feel like something that I can fully relate to or apply to myself. And then you break it down with things like that. And I think it's so helpful. So so let's jump into our the different means or different methods and you know ways of delivering therapy as a service. So I know you have a very unique perspective that you have been sharing on your platforms as well. And I put it on our ad, um, Cal Therapy. So tell us all about what Cal Therapy is, Lauren. <laughs> so that kind of started, uh, Kelly and I, Kelly's my therapist, and we were talking about just different ways to help my anxiety. And we were talking about equine therapy, which is therapy with horses um, and her practice, the therapy hub offers horse therapy, equine therapy. And like, I, it sounded good, but I was just like, what about cow therapy? Like we were just, I don't know. It just came up in session and kind of a joke. And then like the next session I made her a PowerPoint because I love making Kelly's PowerPoints because I think it's a great way in therapy just to organize thoughts and you know put some mental health memes in there but really it just helps like keep me on track of what I want to discuss in session um and you know obviously there's things that are harder to talk about than others so I think it's a great way to like I'm going on a tangent here um no. 
but I made her a PowerPoint of um, like why cow therapy should be a thing. And I did my research and like cow cuddling is like a legitimate, like, like there's studies behind this. Like, like it's therapeutic. Um, and it's very similar to equine therapy where you, you know, you cuddle with the cow and you know, you're just in the cow's presence and they're these very like beautiful creatures and they're very calming. Um, and they lay on the ground a lot. So like with horse therapy, you like, you know, the horse stands, whereas like cow therapy, you're like on the ground, like on their level. So like, that's a big difference between equine therapy and cow therapy. But anyway, Kelly being the fantastic human she is, she made it happen. She surprised me with, um, she knows somebody, well, someone in her practice knows somebody with a cow farm. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> had a cow therapy session um at this farm and it was incredible that there was a baby cow and it was like only a few weeks old and it was just like so like wobbly and cute and it fell asleep on my lap and like like I was not anxious at all so like I like 10 out of 10 recommend like persuading you know your therapist to do cow therapy that's amazing and I swear I do and I know I've seen that video and like this little little baby cow you need how can like it's so calming to have you know even like a dog or you know some kind of other emotionally neutral calm you know presence and then you think of like an adorable baby cow like of course no it was absolutely (laughs) and I think the funny thing too was um I made her the PowerPoint and then I, I made a TikTok about it, which was kind of like a secondhand thought. Like that was never like part of my plan at all. And then like that went viral and I had comments, like somebody like from Australia is commenting. We're like, Kelly needs a cow. And it was just so funny. Like, like refer to Kelly, like as Kelly. And I'm like, like, I don't know. Like everyone just knows who she is now. And like, I'm like, Kelly, like, like she's not on TikTok herself, but like, she's just TikTok famous now. So like, like everybody knows you, everyone. <laughs> made Kelly that like cow therapy should be a thing and I'm like where did that did this happen but it happened you know I just I mean I have so much respect for therapists and people in the mental health field um you know just for accommodating their clients and it helped you know and I it just I don't know the support just meant a lot to me so it was it was a really great experience all the way around yes where I <clears throat> excuse me where I used to work we um like I've done more like in my own practice, I do a lot of like what we would call ecotherapy, like um, time and in, in nature of in some way, shape or form. So uh, in my private practice now, I, you know, have a handful of different, I have a two state parks and then one park that's like um, a walk from my office, but where I can, you know, meet clients and we can walk and obviously there's, you know, different different things in place you like we obviously don't do super heavy stuff walking out in public but you know it's it's up to them and it's their time and we can do different you know exercises like grounding or so many people I don't like even though calling it unconventional but that stigma of viewing therapy as you because like I'll have um like relatives or you know, friends, and they'll talk about, like, you know, your couch. I mean, do I have a couch? Yes. Like, (laughs) but it can be so much more than just, you know, being in the office. Some people, that's, you know, super effective and exactly what they want and what they need. But offering other other avenues, like connecting with animals, connecting with nature. Um, I have a 
a dream or like a vision in my mind of doing like um an ecotherapy but like plants like a workshop you know to help people kind of pick out plants or pot plants to you know to take home and care for and so many different ways you just and I love that you just asked Kelly like you knew that they offered the equine did you do the the equine therapy did you try it or were you like no I don't know if it's for me scare me but now I feel like I should do it just so I can like compare um especially because our practice offers it so maybe um maybe that will be in the works (laughs) I was just curious because you know like not every that's a perfect example though of something not feeling like the best fit for everybody it's like uh, I don't know that 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 method maybe makes me feel a little bit anxious and some people might feel more comfortable or or safer in an office environment. Um, so it's just having those options available is huge. So does she offer like with the equine therapy, is there others? Like, do they have any dogs there? Or I, I see that a lot, um, people having dogs. <laughs> the therapy sometimes, but she's not like a therapy kind at all. Like she just wants to run around. So that's not really therapeutic in itself. But. Kelly allows me to bring her, so um, sometimes she joins me, but that's usually more chaotic. Um, but yeah, no, there's just definitely like different, like types of therapy. I feel like I've tried a good handful of them as well. Like even like I've done text therapy before with Kelly, um, like prior to meeting her in person, which I saw benefits of that as well. Um, and then obviously like with the pandemic, there was virtual therapy for a long time. That in, in you know, as you were saying, like there's just that like. I don't know. I feel like even in cartoons, it's like the person like laying on the couch, like just like looking up and not like look, making eye contact with the therapist. Yeah. Like, really how it is, like you know, like you know, I take my shoes off sometimes. I'm like sitting on the floor. Like it's just, it's, it's not like how like these movies and like cartoons make it out. Or obviously with cows and horses, cows, <laughs> horses, and walks and all kinds but, of things for everyone there's definitely a way that could benefit somebody yes absolutely so did do you get to do the cow therapy like maybe not on a regular basis but do you get to do it more than once is it something that has to be set up i'm hoping in the future we do it again soon so that's so cool what does kelly say about her her uh not well she knows about her tiktok presence but what do you share updates with her about like her presence on tiktok that she's not necessarily (laughs) engaged with herself i just i love reading on music all right like (laughs) i like debrief her on tiktok like for the week at the start of my session sometimes um yeah no i I love keeping her in the in the loop of tiktok she's not one day maybe i'll get her to be on it but i think she told me you know see her fame from afar so She's like, no, I'm fine with this. I will watch this, but from over here. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think of other, well, whenever, where I used to work, uh, my old office, they never let me, but I tried because now I work for myself. So I can kind of, I have a lot, lot more flexibility, but I've tried so hard to um, take my team clients. We had like um, a walking trail or like the, the bike path that we would walk on. But then there was like a dog shelter across the street. And I so badly, which I understood why they wouldn't like, even if you could walk through and just see them, not even like have to interact with them. 
Um, I had so many clients that wanted to do it, but they would not let me walk them over there and, and do it. But that's another one that, and Amanda, she's not here, but I know that we've talked many times that if we lived closer to one another, like a dream would be to start like an animal, like a therapeutic animal rescue. <laughs> so, but you, yep. you said you have pets yourself. You have a dog, I heard. She's one years old, a golden doodle named Breezy. And like I got her in the pandemic, got her in the pandemic. <laughs> they can be so powerful though for for mental health and you know have having animals at home in our own personal space and those just the effect that those have even even like a sense of because I don't like to call it motivation but like that that self accountability of okay I have to take care of this animal because and I will because it can't take care of itself and then it's like that connection between I well then I have to take care of me so that way I can take care of this animal and it's kind of a a, feed, a good feedback loop that people who are really really struggling it can be really helpful for them so have you found any uh therapeutic effects from having having breezy with you I'm not very like physically active um and like I take her to the beach a lot and like I find that that's relaxing for me just walking down the beach with her and like she's guys but like typically that's not something that I would just be like all right let me just go to the beach which I should because I'm only like a few minutes away um so like you know ever since getting her that is something I've been doing more and it has helped me in addition to helping her so definitely the exercise component yeah as far as your your platform let's talk about that the aspect of using a presence on social media and and how did you just kind of come across that like did you start your your tiktok just i guess your tiktok journey did was that something that kind of just naturally developed for you like the mental health presence or was it something that you were pretty intentional with from the start a little bit of both i mean going into obviously my account weather with lauren uh, and you know i definitely had the intentions of putting out more weather content but then just being honest with myself by posting uh, mental health content and then getting comments and messages of people just relating to what I was saying and say, oh, I felt that way. You're like, oh my God, like that helped me. Like I've been, lately I've been doing like a come to therapy with me series. So when I go to work, I kind of like, or when I go to work, oh God, when I go to therapy, um, log my way there um, and just, you know, kind of talk about how I'm feeling leading up to going to therapy and how my session went after and that kind of stuff. And like the response I got, just like people like, oh, like this makes me want to find a therapist. And it's like, that motivates me to put out more content because I'm like, I know how much it's helped me. Uh, just therapy and talking about mental health. So like if more people do that, then like, you know, I'm like, I love that. So it's definitely progressed in that way. It was never my intention at first, but now like I, I really like the mental health side of TikTok. It's incredible. And the amount of people, um, everyone's just so great on there. So. And they really are like before. And I've, we probably, Amanda and I both, we, TikTok comes up probably every episode like that that we record like everyone so like our community knows just how much you know 
our listening community here knows how much we are involved and love TikTok. Like the community and everybody, everybody has a unique presence there. And the things that they're putting out and, you know, everybody's content is different. And, and for other people to see, not just like, yes, the stigma of therapy, but also the normal, the, the human experiences that go into trying to find a therapist or that human anxiety or that human discomfort leading up to going and starting your session that day and like how you I've seen you show like I take snacks with me and people are like you can I don't know I'm not in your comment section or your messages but I'm sure people are probably like you can do that you can take snacks like yeah like like, I do like um you know just kind of like normalizing the experience of it all like it doesn't have to be this big scary thing like you know um again just talking about how taboo like it is just you know therapy and mental health and that kind of stuff it really doesn't have to be that way and just my goal is hopefully producing content like that will like make people feel less alone because I've known I know the content I see helps me feel like when I again when I was told I have anxiety I was just like oh my god like where did I go wrong and like I didn't really even not that I felt like I was the only anxious person in the world but it almost feels that way because nobody like bad like nobody like expressed feelings of you know um feeling anxious and that kind of stuff and like in my experience anyway so like it just felt like I was doing something wrong to feel that way so then you know when since joining TikTok and seeing other people like experience the same thing you're really not alone like nobody's alone we're all in this together like like it's and it's 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 really cool yes did you start your like TikTok um at the beginning of the pandemic because like I know Amanda and I both we were like all right let's let's try this never in a million years did either did I think I was going to be making like content that was some let alone like how now I'm doing a podcast like did I ever think we were going to do like I I was going to do this like no you were not going to catch me talking on like I can and I realized because I hate public speaking but like the pandemic it was like I have these passions and I have this information and people right now are feeling so alone or so isolated or so, you know, disconnected. And then it's like, well, you know, we'll try it. Well, I'll, I'll try it. We'll see how it goes. Or I'll start, I'll start, I'll make an account and I'll check out, check out other people's content. And, and then we slowly (laughs) have evolved to here. So but keep making, you know, that content and, and we're not making the content to get views or to get followers or to get, you know, it's like, if I'm getting a platform, I want it to be authentic and something that's naturally forming. And I can tell that that's what yours was and is for you. Definitely. No, it's it's definitely a very cool experience. And as you were saying, like, just the feeling of like disconnection like just last like year in the pandemic I mean and I think TikTok was a great way to bring people together you know just so many different kinds of people from all over the world just by uniting with different content so I definitely think social media helped with the pandemic that's kind of when I started creating content myself because it just I mean it seemed a great time to do so when we're all at home um but yeah it's definitely interesting to see how it's evolved yes Yes. And, and I love that 
because so with meteorology and you know it's in that having that kind of platform or being a, it was a, be a public figure you know you're out there sure your your job your occupation is talking about the weather and I don't know terminology or anything about that besides I like sunny weather um <laughs> but do you feel like you have a vision of how you would like to tie those things together or just keep doing what you're doing or you know do you have any kind of other things that you other types of stigmas or areas of the stigma that you feel very passionate about kind of breaking through whether that's right now or in the future well um so i've lived in Florida my entire life so when i was six um my house was destroyed by a hurricane um naturally um and so we had to like rebuild the house you know like the whole house was flooded um and like when I was six like I, I didn't really like think twice about it obviously like to my parents I'm sure it's a very stressful experience but um you know that's kind of when I like I really always liked the weather but it wasn't until middle school and I was like okay like I wanted to be a meteorologist but uh going on with that I just want to when I am a meteorologist to be like the calm voice like everybody already has anxiety over storms and bad weather and um you know it, it's there natural disasters so i'm hoping that as a meteorologist i can be the calm voice to just kind of walk them through tell them as it is you know obviously no hype uh, so i kind of hope to bring the mental health aspect into that as well just to make sure that like you know nothing's overhyped and um i definitely want to use that within my platform in addition to talking about mental health and you know, my own struggles with anxiety and, and how that's normal. But then also there's also like female in the neurology field is very, very stigmatized as well. Uh, it's, you know, and people tend to call it like weather girls, but really like they're degreed scientists on TV. And usually it comes from like a lack of knowledge more so than like an insult. You know, they don't know that, you know, but meteorology, like, you know, I'm taking calc one, two, and three, physics one, two, and three, like if, if you're a scientist. Um, so definitely um, want to educate on that aspect as well. And just like the amount of people when I intern for our local news station, the amount of people that send these emails, and I know it would happen regardless, but there's so many emails that get sent, like just judging people's outfits, especially like the woman, just like, oh my God, like why would you wear that on TV? It's so ugly. But it's just so like, like, I don't know. I just hope to like, spread kindness in the field and you know just make people realize that these people you see are humans too as I mentioned earlier so that's kind of my goal is just to kind of you know normalize the field altogether I love that I felt oh my god her name her like well her name and her handle I just recently started following her but she is a some kind I don't know if it's meteorology she's like an anchor of some sort but with a local um platformer you know station here in Ohio and she is breaking so many barriers when it comes to being not just a woman in that field but also uh, in the LGBTQ plus community and it's like uh, amazing if I if I can find her if I come across one of her videos on my page I'll have to share it with you because she is so great and it she came in my mind whenever you mentioned that and and you're completely right. Like, I've heard people make comments, too, about women who are, you know, delivering the weather or on TV and that way. And if they're pregnant on on TV. And I'm yeah. like, what? Like, well, that's that happens. 
Like she's gonna she's gonna have a baby. That doesn't mean that she needs to not be on TV because she's pregnant. Like it's it's, it's very and you will see you know probably male meteorologists you know t- talking about the weather and doing their thing and it's like oh they're so knowledgeable they know everything like it's just. And I'm not in that field, so I guess now that you're saying that out loud, I can completely see that. And I think there's a certain way. You have to act a certain way. And, like, I won't, you know, I, I don't like that part of the field. You know, it's like, it's, I don't know, able to be who you are. And, you know, that that's what's important is you being authentic versus being someone that you're, you know, that you're supposed to be like. Like, what, what's that even mean? Like, that's just. I know you're like yeah what what does that mean what are these these rules and these expectations that are being placed on me because of my you know my identifying gender versus um um cis heterosexual man exactly what do you notice like if you if you think about that because it's not uh this isn't an area that we've had a guest on here about but the um those expectations for you being a female um, meteorologist, like if you think about that, like the if I walk in, you know, to my job, what are those expectations or things that you feel like you're expected to show up as? I definitely, my first thought is just looks, um, you know, just like there were in the past, there were, and some stations still abide by this, like you have to have your hair like one inch below your shoulders like maximum like you can't have it any longer you can't have it like any, whatever so like in like you can't have like these crazy colors if you hair you have to have like a certain color so just looks wise and in, in general um you know they tell you what colors you can wear and i get that aspect because you know you don't want certain colors to not show up as well on tv but just like like looks and like how what color your hair can be like that kind of stuff like i feel like is definitely something that comes up um, that's expected of you in that field. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I mean, you always, looks are like the biggest thing, I feel like for sure. And that anchor that I mentioned, I cannot believe, I cannot remember her her name, but um, she done a, a TikTok video where um, she was, you know, delivering the news or I don't know like her role there. I know, but she might be in sports or some other area of the broadcasting, but she has an undercut um, under her hair and, um, you know, showed her doing, you know, her, her part giving, you know, broadcasting her section. And then at the end, she walked off the stage and then put her hair up and then you could see the undercut and things um, of her hair, you know, and that makes sense now because it's like, you're probably not allowed to do a whole lot with your hair as a as a woman. Yeah, there's definitely like more rules that like the women in the field have to follow more so than the men. And you know, even the criticism, like obviously, you know, men in the field get criticism too. Uh, sure. But about looks, like you know, be like, oh, you got the forecast wrong, whatever. But from my experience and what I've seen, it's usually the women that like get you know, these nasty emails about their looks or, oh, you look so tired today. Like, okay, well, they are tired. Like, you know, like, but like, who are you, this random person behind the screen to like say that about somebody? And I know when I enter that field, I mean, it's bound to happen, of course, you know, and, you know, I'm always, always told you need to have a thick skin if you're entering this field, but, you know, whatever. And that, that's great. And I, I get that. Um, 
but I'm hoping just being authentic myself and like reminding these everyone that like you know they're human as well then maybe you'll kind of lessen the fact that like you know they're not these perfect people that they they think they are so I'm hoping that will kind of help and you know people I want to be able to be relatable I guess is my point yeah my point yeah anybody in our field it's like as soon as you work with other humans I feel like there's this an expectation of well you better have a thick skin you know because people are going to say things I feel like we're we're perpetuating not being kind and not being authentic and to say to have thick skin I feel like we need to as a society reward that and say you know how can I get solid in my own sense of self but also it's okay for things to, to hurt my to hurt my feelings because people are not being kind and it sounds like a cliche you know like oh just be kind like as I'm wearing a shirt that says kindness is free but it really is and it's like you have to people have to go out of their way to send you an email to say unkind things and it's like for what and I could only imagine you know over time we're humans and it takes a toll so to expect us to just not not be impacted by it's not realistic either but we also I nobody deserves to have that power to you know to take that power away from me and my sense of self so it has to be being in a very very public profession would be I don't know kind of difficult obviously but I guess you have specific ways and is that something that you like work on with Kelly too, like in your own your own work and things. Yeah, about some of the messages I get sometimes, just in general. I mean, mostly these are like, but just setting boundaries with people in general. These are like, you know, just people that like just send weird messages, and there's just strange people. But you know, it's just like, you know, you have to set boundaries and you know take care of yourself before you know, um, you know, worrying about what other people are thinking about yourself, of course. Um, and I just think that's very important in the field as well. Yes. What does your own like self-care outside of, cause that has, that's a lot like being a, you know, I'm creating content, you know, I'm doing my own therapy. I am a full-time student. I'm a student regardless. And I heard you say you're interning as well. So what would you say is like your biggest you know, it's such a therapist question to ask, but your own self-care, how do you make sure, like, little things that you do to keep yourself well, since this is, you know, we do everything, all things wellness here. What's your biggest wellness activities for you? I definitely think self-care is super important, of course. I mean, you have to, you know, add in self-care to your routine, and I just think, you know, doing simple things, hanging out with friends, even if it's just afternoon and you know um getting a like lunch whatever I going by the beach like for me I know that's kind of like locational um just you know specific to me but um you know going by the beach is something that I try to do more just because it's so relaxing and and that kind of stuff and um you know just taking time for yourself just doing things that you enjoy specifically and and you know even those times when you don't want to do things just listening to your body and like actually like relaxing and and watching that Netflix episode mm-hmm. and kind of catching up that way and just decompressing. And I think that's super important because without doing those things, obviously, you know, you can easily get burnt out no matter what you do. And so 
definitely yeah. sounds like I feel like we live in a society where it's like, oh, you know, I love what I do. I don't, I don't need, it's not just about vacations, but I feel like that's the perspective is like, you know, I have to take a vacation. I have to earn these things basically is what I'm getting at. I have to earn taking a minute and, and just existing, or I have to take, you know, I have to earn watching a couple episodes of Netflix, but then the whole time, if I'm coming from, I call it a scarcity mindset, like I, I never have enough time. So I have to carve out this time out of the time I already didn't have enough of, and I'm not being productive with that time. I'm not going to be present and get the benefits that I'm actually, that I, I need and I deserve from walking at the beach or for myself, it would be you know, doing something like today, I have plants that I need to replot, repot. Everybody knows that I love plants and like, I need to go check my garden. And, but you can't view it as something that I have to earn, basically. Yeah. Mm -mm. These things as humans to do things that we enjoy. So, yes. well, Lauren, any other? So, we always ask every guest if there's any last minute um, tips or last minute advice or like a mantra or or a metaphor or an analogy or anything that over your journey has really stuck with you that or just a saying anything you'd like to leave our listeners our community with before we wrap up I mean I just I just want to say that um, you know your mental health is obviously very important and should always come first over anything and um you know, to quote meteorologist Ginger Z that I mentioned earlier, you know, last they, they can't, they won't. It's not how the atmosphere works. It's not how life works. Sunny days are coming. Um, just, you know, hang in there. Um, so, yeah. Well, Lauren, thank you so much again for, um, you know, being so, so generous and joining us. And I know we've, we bumped you up on our schedule. So thank you again for doing this, joining us. Um, you're always welcome back anytime if another topic comes to your mind. And um, any any other, oh, any other platforms that you can be found on or is TikTok your, your main one with um, your content? Main one for mental health content, um, but I do post things um, on my, I'm on every, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> for Under Weather with Lauren. Under Weather with Lauren. <laughs> yeah, some people have a you know place or a platform that is their more public presence and obviously we wouldn't want to share personal accounts so I wanted to make sure that that one was okay going all around but definitely TikTok's going to be my prominent mental health focus TikTok or um, social media so well again thank you so much and so thank you again Lauren for being here and for our listeners don't forget to like subscribe subscribe follow and make sure you leave us comments we love comments and feedback and any topics that you would like to you know see us bring on um, if we can find some guests around that topic or any comments about topics we've already done um, next week we'll welcome Chris Leonard and we're going to talk about the topic of addiction so it's a broad topic but we'll probably break it down into some different offshoots and how that ties in with mental health you know because they are really close and feed off of one another so don't forget um, that that's coming this Sunday and you won't want to miss that so take care everyone